Okay. Those of you who don't know, my name is Elena. And this morning, I'm going to be talking about, um, my, my sermon is entitled, A Cloud of Witnesses. And I'm going to be teaching Hebrews 11 and 12. And Hebrews 11 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things for by it the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith, we understand the worlds were framed by the God, so that these things, so that the things which are seen were made, were not made of things which are visible. Lord, we thank you for every heart in this place, Lord God. We thank you that our minds are clear. We thank you for your word, that your word would be glorified in this place, Lord. Be written on the tables of our hearts, Lord God. And that you would use me to get your word as you intended to these your people. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. amen. So last week, um, Dr. Stokes talked about the warnings of not heeding God's word and the, the warnings about falling away and what can happen if, if we fall away from the word of God and the will of God. This morning we're going to talk about what is faith and what it looks like to walk a life of faith. And we have a few examples that were set before us, so we're going to go through that this morning. How many people remember back in like elementary school? when we had the little project where we get to grow a plant from a llama bean. Anybody remember that? Okay. So, I don't know about y'all, but when I came in every morning, I was pretty excited. The thing I would do is drop my book bag off at my cubby and run over to the window to see if there's any growth yet, right? I was pretty excited because we knew something was supposed to come up out of the ground, out of the soil, right? And for many of us, it was the first time we've ever planted anything. But because somebody told us that there was, this, there was gonna be a beautiful green plant coming out, we were excited and we anticipated that growth, right? So faith works the same way. Faith is, built up of two parts. One is assurance. We're pretty assured that if we plant a llama bean seed, that a llama bean plant would come, right? We weren't expecting nothing. We weren't expecting a watermelon to grow. We were expecting the llama bean. We planted the llama bean seed. And the other part of that is anticipation, right? So we eagerly anticipate. And so faith is the assurance of God's word and his promises. And the other part of that is anticipation of those promises being fulfilled in our lives. So I'll read that again. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony by faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen, 
which are seen were not made of things or sorry were not made of things which were visible so in the beginning was there was a void right and god's word empty light and there was light so that was something that was unseen coming to fruition because of God's word, because he spoke it. So he framed the entire world based off of his word. So let's talk about Cain and Abel. It says in verse 4, By faith Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that his was righteous and God, God testifying of his gifts and through it being dead still speaks. So even after, um, those I don't know, so Cain and Abel were Adam and Eve's first two sons. And um, a few weeks ago, um, Pastor Joel talked about in the Old Testament, we had to give sacrifices once a year to get atonement with God but when Jesus came that was our redemption and we no longer had to do sacrifices in that sense we were then redeemed so Abel gave an acceptable sacrifice which pleased God for one he gave the best of his um, his flock right? But it was also his attitude that pleased God. He was willing and able to give the best that he had, and he did it with love and gratitude. And Cain became jealous of that, right? And, and you know, he ended up killing um, Abel and God asks him, you know, where is your brother? And he says, well, you know, am I my brother's keeper? He admitted, he, he lied right out to God. And he was punished. But even after then, after um, Abel was dead, God knew because his blood still spoke from the ground. And in five it says, Enoch. If Enoch was taken away, so that he did not see and was not found because they taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he explicitly that he walked in faith. But we know that that it's impossible to please God without faith. In verse 6 it says, but without faith it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder to those who diligently seek him. So we can see that faith is not a one-time thing. You know, we can't just wake up in the morning and say, okay, I, I have faith and I believe, and that's it. Is when we accept Christ, that is the beginning. That's not the end. We 
to live a lifestyle of faith. Faith is not a one-time thing. We have to constantly seek him. The word says, diligently seek him. So every morning when we get up, just as we do other things, like it may, some of us may choose to drink water the first thing, and some of us are on a, a water um, uh, cleanse, if you will, right? And, and the things that we do habitually. But we don't want to do it so habitually that it becomes vain, right? We want to seek God earnestly, early, and genuinely. Every time we seek God, it should be genuine, right? In verse 7, it says, by faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of righteousness according to, to faith. So, let me give you a little background before we dig in here. It had not rained on earth prior to the flood. Prior to the flood, the earth was watered by lakes and streams and um, mist from, from the lake, from the stream. So it had not physically rained as we know it, right? So imagine being in Noah's place. Imagine God saying, I'm going to flood the earth. I want to make it rain, right? That's something that he had not seen ever in life. But because, because he had faith and it said he feared, he believed God, right? He had to, in order to fear God, he had to believe that he was real, right? We don't really um, fear things that we don't really believe, right? So he had to believe that God existed. And that God said God would do what he said he would do. So he walked in obedience to God's word. And so God commanded him to build an ark. Now during that time, Noah experienced rejection. And because a lot of people, sometimes people, you, God will give you something, a word, a commandment to do. And it might seem weird, even to us, right? And it might seem weird to somebody else. And we'll see, and, and, and we go along, and we'll see another story where you see people walking around the building. And imagine, even those people probably thought, oh, this is weird, right? You know, like, why are we doing this? And people on the inside of the city probably, why are they doing this? But can you, can you walk even when Walk in the will of God, even when it doesn't make sense, even when it seems like you're rejected other people, because your obedience and your faith will make you stand other people. And it's not that they're rejecting you, it's because they're rejecting the fact that she's so faithful and he's so faithful, right? And so it makes their, their disobedience stand out. 
So keep that in mind next time. God, God may not be asking you to build an ark, right? God may be asking you, if you've ever been in a store and you're just shopping, and that small voice says, go say hello to that person or, or go tell that person about me, right? When we hear that voice, and I understand that that can be a scary thing, I've experienced it, and you, you, you will talk yourself out of it because you're like, well, that person doesn't, you know, they, they're going to think I'm strange, right? They're going to think I'm weird to just walk up to people, right? But I promise you, God has already prepared their hearts for what he is sending you to say. So it may seem weird in the, in the, in the, in the time, but walk into obedience just like Noah. He is our example, right? Walk in that obedience because you don't know what that person is going through. That person might need prayer, right? So he may not be asking you to simple smile. People are going through a lot these days. Sometimes it's just a smile that may So let's And he not knowing where, not knowing where he he dwelt in a land of promise as a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. He waited for the city which found whose builder and maker is God. Imagine to uproot your and to another city or another city. And there are people who do this every This church has gone and amazing. Mark here, some of them that um, you know, go and other people, um, and I always admire them because I was I was born and raised here in Chapel Hill. Um, I went out to Minnesota. And it was a nice place and a nice job, but I feared going away from home, right? But when you God is calling you to another place, look at what look at what Abraham's inheritance was. It was a promise from God, and he ended up being the father of all nations, right? So. That promise is God was is waiting on the other side of that thing that God is calling you to that you might be fearing. In verse seven, it says, "By faith, Sarah 
herself also received strength to conceive seed and bore a child which she was past, when she was past the age because she judged him faithful who promised. Therefore, from one man and him as good as dead were born as many as the stars of the sky in the multitude, innumerable as the sand which is by the seashore. So at first, so Abraham lived a life of faith. He, his, he walked by faith. We can see that from the first example where he, when God, as soon as God commanded him to go, he went. And every promise that God gave him, we can see that he walked in obedience. Sarah, on the other hand, did not believe. She doubted that she could become pregnant that she was at her older age. And at first she laughed at the promise, but then she believed. So we want to live a life full of faith. Again, we want to walk in faith choose faith every morning we don't want to doubt but i believe that because abraham lived a life of faith that covered his whole entire household and god continued to bless them anyway so what what are you asking god for what are you praying for god to do in your life what has he promised you don't give up because one thing that hopefully after this message we will now all walk in faith right but the scary thing that can sneak up in there is doubt and doubt it can sneak in, can be so detrimental to us getting to the promises of god Verse these die. Seeing them, assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims of in the earth. For those who said such things declare plainly that they seek a home. Truly, if they called to mind the country out, they would have had opportunity to return. So, if they had, if they had truly desired that country that they came out of, they would have had an opportunity to return. But now their desire is better. That is a heavenly country. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he prepared a city for them. So what this is saying, these examples that I have talked about before, they didn't desire the land 
that they, they, that they left, right? They desired their heavenly, and that is our heavenly reward. Reward is our greatest reward, not the things that were on earth. In verse 17, it talks about um, Abraham was willing to give up his own son when God commanded him to. But God didn't allow him to take Isaac's life. What we learn from that, because I don't think God would, uh, would ask us in this day to sacrifice um, our children. But what we learn from that is, if we can be afraid to trust God with our most prized possessions, our dreams, or a person, or, then pay attention to the example that Abraham, because he was willing, God favored him, God blessed him, and he received more back than he could ever imagine. What we receive always be immediate, and it may not always be in a material form. But material should be the least satisfying of our rewards, right? Our best and greatest rewards await us in eternity. So for the sake of time, I'm going to have to skip a few of the verses in the chapter. I'll mention Jericho because I think that's important. Um, in verse 30, it says, By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled for several days, faith, the faith of Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe when she received the spies with peace. So Rahab, she was, she was faithful in that she received the, the, sent the spies into the city um, to, to, to seek out and spy out the land. And because she was faithful and, and, and helped them, housed them, um, she was blessed with them when the walls came down. So I think many of us remember that story when they walked around the city. And it, it may seem like a, um, it may seem like a strange thing it probably seemed like a strange thing to the people who were doing it, and it seemed like a strange thing to um, the people on the side of the walls. I'm sure they laughed. But in the end, look at the victory that they had. They were able to claim the land that they, that God promised. So what do we learn from this? We have a cloud of witnesses, the, the, the people that came before us. They are our witnesses to God's promise, right? 
and some a lot of the promises we have that God has given us we have not received fully yet right we don't we've never seen God but we know that he exists and a lot of people will challenge you on this a lot of people the only thing that you know you really need is the Bible and a lot of people will challenge you on this and say well the Bible was written by man that's true well so was every other history book right but but this one this particular book was inspired by God breathed by the Holy Spirit and we know that we can believe in what it says, right and a lot of us have experienced God for ourselves so we know a shadow of a doubt one story I want to hit on when they came in um, after the stone was rolled away and they came and told the disciples that Jesus had risen and he was coming to meet them Thomas said no I don't believe it I'll, I'll believe it when I see it right and then on the road he Jesus did appear right but we never want to be in a position where we doubt we doubt because doubt can be so detrimental to us get around people who will believe with you when you tell them that god has told you something or they, even that you want to believe god for something get around people that will believe with you so if you believe in something and god has promised you something or you you're wrestling with something today and you me to pray with you and you want me to stand with you on that and find me after service and I will definitely pray with you and stand with you in that so again in a few minutes Joel's going to come to communion but I want to leave you with this is that Faith is two parts. Assurance in God's word, in God's promises, and it is anticipation of God. Not just a one-time thing, it's a daily thing. I want us to wake up every morning and choose faith, choose to live a life of faith, choose to be thankful in every situation. Not that you're, you're thankful in that, that um, for that tough situation that's going on, but you're thankful to God in that because he honors that, he counts that righteous. So every day, no matter how tough it gets, because life can get tough. Us are going through things right now that are very hard. We've gone through loss. And the thing of it is you are not alone. You're not alone. Everybody has financial struggles. Everybody is struggling, has struggled in school. Everybody has faced eviction. Well, not everybody, but there are a lot of people who face eviction, foreclosure, marital problems, problems with your children. Trust me, you are not alone. And in verse, um, in chapter 12, it talks about we, come, we overcome by our testimony, right? And so what we should learn, take away from this, is that if he did it for Abraham, he can do it for us. If he did it for Sarah, he will do it for us. 
If he did it for Beth, he will do it for me. If he did it for John, he'll do it for me. If he did it for Adrian, he'll do it for me, right? And so every morning, no matter how hard it gets, get up and choose faith. And if you need to call somebody and you're struggling in that, then call somebody up and say, hey, I'm struggling in this today. I need help. And this thing called faith, because we weren't meant to in this. So as you come and you take communion this morning, about even the act of that is walking in faith, right? And I'll leave you with this, Romans, Romans 10, 17, it says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's where our faith comes from. Amen. Let's thank Elena real quick. Oh man, so good. I love how Elena said this is, we, this, this portion of our worship, this is where we come to the table and we remember what Jesus did for us. And as Elena said, this is, the, this is an act of assurance as well, this act of faith, that as we remember Jesus and his body being broken, broken for us in this place of forgiveness of our debts, our sins that we've taken on. That we have to have assurance and belief that this is true within our hearts and our lives. And so as we take this bread today and be offered over here, our servers will serve you. Just knowing this is a step of faith in your heart as well. That, this, that Jesus has done this. That you are a walking, living human being that their debt paid through the price Jesus paid for breaking of his body and taking it into our lives. Break him shedding his blood for us with the cup. As this is something we do in remembrance of the purification, the healing of our hearts that changes us from within and makes us new creations, that makes us new people. And we see others differently, we see others as Jesus does. I just want to invite you today that all are welcome to this table. No matter who you are, what you've done, how you feel about yourself, that, that this is available to you to receive what Jesus has done in your life. And it's something that you haven't come to full belief in yet. I'm so glad you're here. And maybe this is something you want to investigate and you want to participate in, in that faith, in that space. I want to invite you to the table too as well. This is for everyone. But take it as you take it today. Just know this is a step of faith and believing. Believing this is real. This is something in our hearts and it's changing us. In a moment, uh, our friends Hope and Tiana are going to serve us. And I'm going to ask everyone, uh, just row by row, it doesn't, doesn't matter where, if, if Ned, you want to start, we'll, we'll come down here and they'll serve you and you'll come around and come back to your seat. And in that moment, you know, you can take this moment of faith and consume the, the bread and the, and the cup. You'll dip the bread and make sure we dip the bread into uh, the, the cup there. 
and bring it on around. But uh, we'll invite everyone to do that. Uh, we also have a gluten-free option if that's something that you need. Uh, but go ahead and come to the table.